Hey, this is Eddie Olchek. You're listening to Empty Betters with Nick, Mac, and Harrison. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode 101 of Empty Betters. I'm your host, Harrison Scholes. I'm going to toss it across the screen to my co-host, Nick Manella. How we doing, buddy? Doing good, man. Uh, it was good to see you at dinner the other night. I think I'm still like, you know, working off the the like cow and a half that we ate. But I mean, what a time that was. Absolutely just unreal dinner experience. Great time. Found my love for espresso martinis. So that's probably a dangerous <laughs> thing as I'm about to go on vacation here. But you know what? Uh, I, I personally couldn't taste a thing, which is probably a good thing, to be honest. So, um, yeah, first time having an espresso martini. And it was freaking delicious. You're missing out if you don't know. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to toss it across the screen to my other co-host, Mac Vogel. How are we doing? Doing well. Coming off a of- Big old beer league win last night, which was a lot of fun. Got a uh, six to one dub against Milwaukee tool, um, which is also the same score that the Capitals beat the Penguins by last night. So I am in a great mood today. Yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, So moving on to more important. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) It was a uh, should we just do this right now? Is that how we should do it? It's up to you. When do you want to get it over with? Yeah. All right, so we're recording this on Monday, November 15th. Um, obviously, the Capitals and Penguins played last night for their first meeting of the season at Capital One Arena. And to put it quite frankly, the Capitals slaughtered the Penguins 6-1. to one. Uh, Tough one for me to swallow. I definitely got a lot of DMs and text messages about that. So your hatred is appreciated. Um, it, the Caps would have been, good. The, uh, been the second time, too, that the Penguins were trailing by five goals in a couple of games, right? They were down five zip to the uh, Senators a couple nights before, too. Yes, and we will get to some gambling tips for the Penguins here in the episode at the end. But the Caps are very good. Um, Alex Ovechkin is on a different planet, which pains my soul to say out loud. I'm having real conflict, and I'm getting asked a lot of questions here, like, Oh, like you're a Caps fan. I'm like, I am absolutely not a Caps fan. I can promise you that. Closeted, but and it's cool. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. what'd you, wait, what'd you say? I said you're a closeted Caps fan. No, 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 no. I, I can't do that. So here's what I'll say. I like Garnet Hathaway. We met him in person. I like Nick Dowd. We met him in person. Cool guys. Garnet scores yesterday. I'm like, okay, fine. Craig starts doing his like Homer thing where I'm like, God damn it. Like, He's, t- he's trashing the Penguins power play. And I'm like, our two best players haven't been on the fucking ice all season, Craig. Like, get cut us some slack. Fair. But you know what? I, I can respect them a little more than I used to. I'll say that. But I am by no means rooting for them. Um, and especially when you guys steal all of our players and then they score on us. I'm not a huge fan of that. But, yeah, the, the Capitals are very good. The Penguins are not very good right now. I'm a little panicked. So that's all I'm going to say. If you guys have any thoughts, shoot away. Yeah, I thought the Caps looked great last night. They dominated the walls for once, which was nice. Uh, transitions through the neutral zone, for, save for a couple hairy moments, uh, you know, in the, the first period. And then the second, I thought were pretty decent. Breakouts looked great. The Van Riemsdyk breakout past Ovechkin was about as perfect as you can get. Um, I think it would have been the play of the night had it not been for Ovi's slap pass to Hathaway. But uh, yeah, just a, a great performance by them. Vanacek was good when he needed to be. Defense looked solid. So, yeah. 
Yeah, it was it was a good defensive game. I was gonna say that too. I I honestly will say it was it was a really good game, like through two periods. I had to leave for my beer league game when it was still two to one. There was just like a it was like the last TV timeout of the second period. Um, and I have like the ESPN plus app. So I was watching it on the car or, you know, listening in the car on my phone. And uh, I, it, it wasn't it, to me, it was not a six to one game. Like it was probably more of like a three to one game. Penn's made a couple of mistakes that the caps seemed to capitalize on um, based on what I saw watching the highlights of the stuff I missed. But um, yeah, that Ovechkin pass, definitely my favorite part of the night. I love seeing him with these like really nice playmaking passes, especially, you know, the Caps are missing Nicholas Backstrom. He's usually the go-to guy for that kind of thing. And it's just awesome seeing Ovi kind of like pick up for where Backstrom like would normally be contributing. Ovechkin has 14 assists now. So, um, and another cool stat I like about him right now is he only has one power play goal and he's got like what, 12, 13 goals or something like that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of sick too. But. He's playing out of this world. And I didn't know much about this guy until I probably three games ago when I bet on the caps for the over against the jackets, but that guy is Martin Faravari. Is that his yeah. name? Yeah. He's sick. He's got he is good. great speed, great skater. You're Craig talking about for, the guy that Crosby manhandled. I was yes, going we'll to say, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Craig did drop the uh, Scott Niedermeyer comparison. A little premature I, in my I heard He did. That. Yeah, yeah. Even Joe B called him out for that. He was like, that's <laughs> awfully uh, it's awfully nice company compared to a guy who's only played like five games or whatever the fuck. But To yeah, arguably the, the greatest offensive defenseman of all time. Right. Yeah. No, it's funny because Joe just goes, yeah, anytime you can get your name mentioned in that sentence is a great thing. And I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, he's trying to play it cool. So let's get to the – I'll use the word tackle because that's what uh, I've been yeah. hearing a lot of. Yeah. This whole Crosby tackling Faravari type thing. Clown um, shit. Let me, let me start my argument with this. Yeah, it's a dirty play. It It's a dirty play. Probably should have gotten a penalty. I'm not going to argue that. The whole like uh, – this whole th- Tom Wilson's trending right now. He's not even involved in the fucking play, but he's trending because every cast I was like, if Tom Wilson did this, he'd be suspended for 20 games, blah, blah, blah. And I guess my reaction is like, yeah, you're right. Like, I don't understand. I don't really understand what you're saying. Like, if you have a history of being suspended a lot and you do something like that, you're probably going to get suspended. If I if I saw that Crosby got a one-game sussy, I, or maybe two, but I'll, I'll use one, I'd be like, okay, like, Probably, yeah, whatever. But, like, this is, like, earth-shattering, like, emotional support needing shit from the Caps fan base, and I'm a little confused by it. I mean, any comment? Like, I didn't necessarily think it was suspendable. I would have been okay with one game. But when I saw it live, I was like, how, like, do you not call anything there? Yeah, I'll give you that. I agree. I don't think it was like egregious. I think one game I would have been like, okay, cool. Glad to see the NHL yeah. like doing it. It should have gotten a penalty. It should penalty for sure. I guess it would have yeah. been like interference or just roughing or something like that. But so like to compare it and not that we should be comparing these because they're completely different. Uh Tucker Pullman swings his stick at someone's head the other night and got like instantly tossed and suspended two games. Is it anywhere close to that? Absolutely not. But it warranted something in my opinion. Yeah. I, I just think it's getting a little blown out of proportion. Like, geez, like, come on, let's yeah. It, it was a bad play. Probably shouldn't have done it. 
Um, the how much time was left when he, it was late, right? Or no? Late. Yeah, it was late. I think it was like last thirty seconds, something like that. Okay. Um, yeah. Game's see, over. Yeah. The only part of it that I like is that I think it's kind of funny that Crosby was obviously very frustrated after getting blown out in Cap One Arena, and it was you know his return to the lineup was supposed to be like this big thing, so that was kind of cool. But nice, yeah, nice, good, yeah, good. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say on the game. Uh, We will be at well, so Nick and I will be at the game on December 10th at Cap One. Um, Come hang out, get some beers, yeah, look for us, whatever. But uh, I will be sporting my Crosby jersey there. So one, hopefully they win, and two, it would be great to have a revenge game. We'll see. Uh, But we will be there on December 10th. now that we've got the caps pens out of the way, do you guys have any comments on any further comments? Are you good? No, I'm good. No. Yeah. Okay. Um, so a couple things before we get rolling here, fall merch drop, please go look at the store, emptybetters.com. Click on shop. It is going to be up there. Christmas is show around your, the corner. Uh, show your sweatshirt for the YouTubers. Yeah. Looks good. Yeah, this is our, this is our Adidas crew neck. It's uh very comfortable, honestly. Fits true to size. I've already washed and dried it twice. No shrinkage. Christmas is around the corner. Shipping's a nightmare right now, so please get your orders in soon. Um, but yeah, go check out the merch store at emptybetters.com. Uh, the giveaway that we're doing, if you haven't seen already, we are doing a giveaway for two hockey jerseys, two whiskey glasses, and a bracket. One hockey t-shirt. jersey. One hockey jersey. Sorry. Um, Stop giving away is- our shit for free. I apologize. Yeah, that's going to be on our Instagram page. You'll see the instructions of what to do. So go check that out. We're posting it on our story as a reminder, pretty much daily. So keep a lookout for that. It's great. You hit three buttons on your phone and you have a chance to win like $100 worth of free stuff. Yeah. And we already got a couple uh, good number of entries. I think we're in like the 70s or something like that. So go join if you haven't already. And then I'm going to toss it to Mac for the question of the day. Yeah, I've uh, been thinking of these on the fly a lot. I did the same thing this week, but I think a fitting question for right now, since we just talked caps pens is, and we've probably discussed this question slightly before, but I want to get your guys's official answer. What is currently the best rivalry in the NHL? And uh, I also want to know what you think is just historically the best rivalry in sports. Hmm. So active NHL and historically in sports. Yep. Hmm. Active NHL. I feel like you have two really obvious choices and then like a bunch of other ones that are just because they're near each other. What are you thinking? So my two obvious ones, like obviously over the last 10, 15 years, the predominant rivalry has been caps penguins. They've had the league's two premier superstars. The teams have been relatively almost identically matched for those 15 years. Uh, so that's the one that jumps to mind. I I know there's a Homer bias in there, but still, um, and then battle of Alberta and like, I think the last five years has really come on strong again. Uh, but again, obviously that's with it being, you know, basically a, a WWE match with uh, a hockey game next to it. So fair enough. Yeah. I'd say as far as current, like, you know, 10, 15 years. Yeah. I agree with caps pens that battle of Alberta is definitely a good one too. 
Um, I'm just trying to think here. I mean, there was some good battles, especially when we talked with uh, Versteague between the the Hawks and the Canucks in the early 2010s. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think here. I think Florida and Tampa is on the come up. I think that's going to be a good one. That is a um, good one. They've been playing really good games recently too. Like that last one went to overtime, and obviously their playoff series recently was awesome. That was an awesome playoff series. What about? I mean, like I know this we're talking right now, but like I just I, I go back to the 90s. I think like. Rangers Devils in the 90s was awesome. True. Wings Avalanche in the 90s was True. awesome. Yeah. Can I talk about two that I think are on the come up, like two budding rivalries that I think are sparking heavily right now? One of them, this isn't really anything new, but it's just it's it's definitely the fire is being stoked would be Caps Rangers because we you know we've talked about that a lot recently and Caps and Rangers have never liked each other, but I think it's becoming more of like an actual blood rivalry than it used to be. Um, and the other one that, and, and this might be more of a hot take, but I, I'm slowly seeing these two teams hate each other more and more. And I think it's because they kind of want to be the same thing in the NHL. And that would be Nashville and Carolina. Yeah. That playoff series last year was nasty too. And they, and their Twitters are always beefing with each other and the whole like banner thing that, they, that has become like a big meme where they're like making fun of Nashville for raising banners about shit. And um, they both are like, su- like quote unquote, Southern hockey teams that are trying to lean into that market. And it's like this town ain't big enough for the both of us. Type <laughs> of That's a good one. Uh, there's a couple other ones out there that you could say. I mean, um, Some Canadian was, ones. Yeah, some, someone was asking me about this the other day. And like, you know, they said, like, what about Toronto and Boston? And yeah those are there those are heated playoff series but they do tend to go one way yeah hard to call it a rivalry when it goes one way at a time an underrated one just because of the amount of uh shade that they throw at each other montreal and carolina yeah Mm. with with the aho offer sheet and then the um although i think the uh the canes just made like some huge donation to the habs charity or something they did, but then the Cockney Emmy offer sheet. I don't know if you guys know this. I read this on Twitter. This was at the start of the season, but apparently the game before they played each other, like at the start of the season, I think the Canes had uh, Aho and Cockney Emmy um, T-shirts go on their store for $20 because that's like what the offer sheet was. That was the and signing bonus for Aho's yeah. offer sheet. The, was the 20 signing bucks. Yeah. yeah, and they had like a discount code like, bonus bonus 20 or something i was like they throw more shade than anybody their social media manager needs a raise for sure um but yeah i think i think those are some of the good ones there's a lot Um, of good ones honestly what mac what would you say is the best all time in all sports yeah a few a few come to mind right away i would say yankees red Sox has got to be one right off the bat that i think of um trying to think of like each major sport um greatest one in hockey might end up being like red wings avalanche or red wings blackhawks or like one of those age-old rivalries or something like that i mean the um, one that's going to jump to everyone's brain is montreal boston, boston but true that that's also true. was like a thousand years ago so yeah but there's been like there's been like highlights of it like moments of it in the past like decade or two and when they where play in the like, playoffs it usually exactly. goes seven so exactly um i'm trying to think like basketball and football what are two like really big ones it used to be celtics lakers mm-hmm. that was a big true one. 
Or like, I mean, the fucking Cavs and the uh, Warriors because they would always play each other like yeah. every year. Um, Ravens Steelers is definitely a big Raven one. Steelers, Steelers is a good big. one. What's like the Cowboys one? Don't they hate somebody? The, the Washington football team. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Even though I feel like the football team hasn't been relevant in forever. So it kind of yeah. diminished the value of that. I think uh, Michigan and Ohio State's definitely a good mm, one, too. True. It's a good yeah, one. You can't just think major sports. That's fair. Yeah. 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 Or, a lot or Michigan MSU is, is a great one as well. Yeah. There's a lot of them. No matter who you pick, someone's exactly. going to be upset about it. Dale so. Earnhardt and Jeff Gordon. I mean, they're all great rivalries. <laughs> I know someone who's going to like that one. Actually, I know a couple <laughs> listeners who are going to like that one. Um, but let's get into the news here. But before we do, just let you know, this episode is brought to you by Brackish Life. Take a minute to talk about Brackish Life. If you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors, then Brackish Life is perfect for you. They have a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It's Real Bay Apparel made by Real Bay people. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh, Brackish Life. Brackish Life has also teamed up with Rink to Reef Chesapeake Bay to preserve the area many of us call home. Rink to Reef repurposes broken hockey sticks into oyster restoration habitats. Brackish Life donates a portion of their proceeds to Rink to Reef to further preserve the beautiful Chesapeake Bay area, support this great cause by checking out www.brackish.life today. Just want to take a moment to reflect that in the first 10 episodes, we were like, oh my God, one day we're going to have a sponsor and it's going to be fucking sick. And like, that would be the coolest thing. And I've done that ad read so many times now. And it's just crazy how like time goes by and it's just weird. I don't know. Just taking a moment to acknowledge that and thank yeah. Kyle for, Thanking Kyle for his support. So yeah, congrats to Kyle too. They just opened up another shop, I think, in St. Michael. So if you're down on the Eastern Shore, go down and see him and say hello. That's awesome. For sure. So I'm going to toss it to Nick to take us through the league news. Well, we talked about the Caps Penguins game, uh, which was last night, last Sunday or Sunday night. But that wasn't my favorite Caps game of the week. Uh, My favorite Caps game of the week and favorite hockey game of the week. And so far, favorite hockey game of the year has to be Caps Red Wings this past week where our buddy Zach Fucali gets his first NHL start and completely whitewashes the Red Wings, stops all 21 shots in a 2-0 shutout. I mean, what a story this was. I'm, I'm absolutely over the moon about it. I... If you're watching on YouTube, I'm like celebrating right now. I am so happy for this guy. It's awesome to have gotten to know him a little bit over the last couple of times he's come on the podcast. Like Nick said, what a story. This guy's whole career has been awesome. An absolute workhorse. Great example of perseverance. And yeah, just couldn't be happy for him. It was a great game. He made a lot of really good saves, especially early on. The Caps looked like dog shit for the first 10 minutes of that game. And Fucali made some really nice saves to get the team going. Uh, And then from there on out, it was kind of the opposite. The team sort of rallied around that and and they played a really good defensive game uh, for the last, you know, 40 minutes or so of that game. Yeah. I mean, once he had the shutout going into the second intermission, I was like, these guys are going to play their absolute dicks off for him to get that shutout in the third. So I'm just so happy for Zach and, you know, regardless of what team he plays for, I just can't help but have a smile on my face watching that. I mean, for those of you who haven't listened, 
You know, he gets drafted in the second round by the biggest hockey market in the world, the Montreal Canadiens in 2013. He's bounced all over different leagues. Just two seasons ago, he was in the ECHL for the South Carolina Stingrays, playing with our buddy Dan DeSalvo. Works his way up to Hershey last year and does great with Phoenix Copley. And then this year he's tearing it up in the AHL. Finally gets his shot at the National League and gets a shutout in his first game with his parents in the stands. I don't know if you guys saw the video, but his mom is like crying. His dad is like just so overjoyed. And it's it, it was just awesome. And his post-game presser was probably the coolest thing I've seen in a while. It's one of the better ones I think we've seen in a long time. He was just so happy, just completely on cloud nine and didn't have any idea what he was saying at all. But you well, know. one of the greatest things about this kid is he's a talker and he loves, you know, he loves telling stories. He's a really like honest guy. And and that's cool because a lot of a lot of players who make their debut and are in big moments like that that get these interviews. You know, they, they're not used to being interviewed. They, they're they nervous, which is all natural, obviously. But it's tough to, like, give good interviews and stuff like that. But, you know, it was really interesting. He had a lot to say. He was just really candid, I thought. Um, and, you know, didn't try to be – didn't try to hide anything. Just was fine showing how happy he was, showing his emotion. Didn't try to downplay it or anything. So, um, yeah, can't say enough. We could probably do a whole, like, 30-minute segment about – just this game and how happy we are for Zach. So, yeah, it was awesome. I mean, I was, you know, the last 10 seconds, I know they had like a whistle or two in there and I was, I was standing up in front of the TV, like, like shaking and everything. I'm like, Oh my he God. He made like, a couple yeah. saves in the last like two minutes of the game. That he were, did like, nothing to sneeze at. They yeah. were pretty good. And a real huge credit to uh, Alan May and Alexa Landestoy for kind of just letting him talk. I mean, trust us. We've interviewed him. Sometimes it's, <laughs> sometimes he can go, and you just got to let him go, especially in a moment like that. So credit to those two for letting him just say his stuff. I mean, it's a, it's a great moment. to the whole NBC Sports Washington staff for not saying shootout or not saying shutout within the last five minutes of the game because they kept cutting to them, and you could like tell it's like them and Joe and Craig. It's like that's all that's on anyone's mind. Just shut up and just keep talking about something else, but not the shutout. Yeah. I tried to not think about it. it like, of course, it, it was literally on my mind after it was one nothing after the first period. I was like, mm-hmm. no way. But I just kept trying to tell myself, I was like, nope, nope, nope. And then it wasn't until there was like five minutes left in the third that I was like, okay, fuck, I can't ignore this any longer. I really like this is all I'm trying to like channel right now is like, shut out, shut out, shut yeah. out. But it's true. You can't say it out loud. It's yeah. Crazy. Big time. <laughs> Great night for hockey. Great night for Zach. Story of the season so far, in my opinion. And uh, we're just real happy for him. So absolutely. Yeah. Uh, We have some breaking news. This came out like two hours ago. Uh, The Ottawa Senators next three games. It's against the Devils, Predators and Rangers respectively have been postponed due to the team's COVID-19 outbreak. I think it's worth noting here. uh, Pierre Lebrun tweeted this in response to this that the NHL and NHLPA can technically still opt out of the Olympics up to January 10th if more games like this get postponed and they're going to need to reschedule them. Yeah, I mean, let's just hope this is one of those odd scenarios and it's not going to carry over into anything else. I do think, like, I mean, the Penguins were riddled with the COVID out, not quite to this degree, but they had some COVID cases themselves, just played in Ottawa a couple days ago. Some of those guys were held out already, but... Um, yeah, that would really suck if we can't get 
NHL players in the Olympics. I think we can all universally agree on that. So hopefully this is just an oddball. That would definitely suck. Uh, hoping for the best with this. Also, I'm hoping that unlike last year, now that like most guys are vaccinated, this won't be the kind of thing where it's like, oh shit, the team that just played them is also about to break out, and then they just played the Caps, so then the Caps are going to break out. Like, hopefully, right. the vaccine will at least like stop all of that like domino effect from happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely something to keep our eye on. Yeah, I think I like a mass rescheduling of games. Like if that had like happened in the next two months, I think that would just be an absolute season killer for the league. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it'd be a season killer for the league, but I think it might kill the Olympics just because the schedule is already condensed as is for that break. And then you start having outbreaks and reschedules and it's going to become a nightmare. So it's going to be a disaster. They're going to lose a ton of money and they're, they're not going to be able to do what they want. And if they lose a ton of money, then they're going to make a ton of changes. Yeah. Uh, Anaheim, they stay red hot. Zegris powers them to their seventh straight win last night. Troy Terry's point streak goes to 14 games. Cashed in on that. That was nice. Uh, other hot teams around the league right now include Nashville, Carolina, Toronto, and Vegas, who are all eight and two in their last 10 games, respectively. Uh, Ryan Getzloff has just reverted back like 10 years and has 17 points in 16 games this season. Uh, Gooped him up on fantasy like a week ago. You're it's a welcome. good pickup. Anyone on the Ducks is a good pickup right now. I got Cam Fowler, who's averaging two fantasy points a game. So uh, if you're in a fantasy league, not mine, go check that out. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs are red hot right now. Uh, Willie Nylander, a.k.a. Willie Styles, looks like a man on a mission. He's got eight points in his last seven. Uh, as I mentioned, Toronto's eight and two in their last ten. Uh, you know who's not hot is Arizona, and I'm not going to say anything else about it because I'm tired of talking about it every single week. Uh, but some other struggling teams include Seattle, Vancouver, and Ottawa, and Vancouver's off to their worst start since 1997. I don't know if you guys saw what head coach Travis Green had to say about that, but um, he, he basically said, he's like, I understand why people have zero faith in this hockey team. <laughs> oh, my Holy God. Shit. Yeah. All right, so a lot to unpack here. Let's let's chat a little bit. So I love William Nylander. I think he's awesome. The hair, the style, the custom stick. I just can't get enough of it. I might have to get a Willie Styles jersey. Um, but he is a man on a mission. He's on three. He's been played on three different lines in the last like six games. Some nights he's with Matthews. Some nights he's with Tavares. Some nights he's on the third line. I mean, he's going all over the place, and he doesn't give a fuck who's on his line. He just keeps going. So. Uh, the Leafs, dangerous. I'm a little hot happy right about now. that. Hot yeah, they right are, now. They are hot. Uh, Arizona, they have three points, and we're almost at Thanksgiving. Uh, <laughs> like, I didn't think it was going to be this bad. This is, yeah. like, worse than last year Buffalo Sabres bad. I feel so bad for, like, Jay Beagle. And isn't Travis Boyd on that team, too? Is he? I believe he is. Or if he he's is. not, he was last year, something like that. Um, three points. It's tanking. That's that's tanking to a different level. I think it's worth noting they lead the league in penalty minutes by a wide margin. I think they're like sixty more pims above Seattle, who's second. I looked that wow. up today. No, I'm no scientist, but something tells me that that might have something to do with why they lo- why they're losing so many games. That's that big brain acting up again. I'm just I'm just speculating here. Yeah. I don't know. We got Margarita Mac and we've got Mathematician Mac. <laughs> yeah, there we go. It's adding up. It's adding up. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> there you go. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets are going to retire Rick Nash's number on March 5th. That's number 61. If you paid attention to our counting game, 
Uh, Nash is going to be the first player in Jackets franchise history to receive that honor. They drafted him first overall back in 02. The five-time All-Star during his time in Columbus ended up becoming the franchise leader in games played, goals, assists, and points. And he was also the team's captain from 2008 to 2012. I think this is pretty fitting. I think it's dope. I'm actually really excited about this. Rick Nash was one of those players that was like really good right when I was like becoming the age where I actually enjoyed watching hockey on TV. Like I want to say when I, well, what 2008 to 12 was when he was a captain. Yeah. So when I was in like middle school, elementary school, middle school, going into high school and stuff, he was a great player to watch. I mean, I don't want to compare them because obviously totally different, but like he has some, like he has some OV in him where he's just like a big power forward that like, is a natural goal scorer and um, yeah. I just think of all the old NHL video games when I think of Rick Nash. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, not really related to statistics, but he made TPS cool. TPS is a throwback brand. You guys remember them? TPS Louisville. He had the glove yeah. and stick. I had a TPS stick in like 2008. Um, just I think my brother saw- still has one. Yeah, I, I literally had it because of Rick Nash because he made TPS cool. So one of the few guys who could pull that off uh, and probably like the best Blue Jackets player to ever play, I would say. Yeah, um, for sure. Definitely so far. Yeah. Yeah. So well-deserved. Good guy. Yeah. Uh, we already broke down the Caps Penguins first game, but we do have some stuff to get to, uh, with the ducks. We talked about how hot they were, but I think it's also worth noting that their GM Bob Murray resigned from his position and is going to enter an alcohol abuse program. The team announced that last Wednesday, uh, the ducks placed him on leave last Tuesday, admitted an investigation into his professional conduct and Jeff Solomon will serve as Anaheim's interim GM. So we just want to wish Bob all the best, send the best to his and his family and hope he gets the help that he needs. Uh, Leo Komarov, this guy officially left the New York Islanders in an Instagram post on Sunday. That was yesterday after he officially signed with Ska St. Petersburg of the KHL. He played just one game for the Islanders this season, and I believe they put him on waivers at some point with the purpose of terminating his contract, right? Rip Uncle Leo. Yeah, Uncle Leo. I did see the post kind of all of a sudden but hey man you know if uh reminds me of the patrick berglund situation a couple years back with buffalo so i uh, you know he feels like he's got to go home so who are we to judge? i mean a lot of people like the guy i think he was kind of a clown of an nhl player to be honest he was always running around trying to look honey badger pit, pit, yeah. pit, kind of a what's the word i'm looking for rat I guess. Yeah, he belongs like on like the Flyers or something like that. But that would be a good fit. I'm glad poor that man's we didn't co- have to see that. Poor man's connecty. But like, of. unfortunately, like because he's such a dick out there, like he like ends up kind of being effective in a lot of ways. So like, I understand why the Islanders like for so long kept them around. But yeah, it's time for Uncle Leo to not be in the NHL anymore. That's that's my stance on it. Yeah, uh, I am going to miss. Just when he's on the Islanders, uh, because his name's Leo, because of Seinfeld, the humor just writes itself. Uh, so I will certainly miss that. Um, did you guys see Torts' comments about Connor McDavid the other night? Yeah. Uh, he said he believes that McDavid is going to have to alter his game come playoff time. Uh, the longtime head coach now working as an analyst on ESPN's The Point says that despite McDavid's skill, a commitment to defense is the only thing that will get the league's most dynamic player a Stanley Cup. 
I do think he has to change his game a pit, not turn into a checker. Obviously Tortorella said per ESPN, he's talked about culture. He's talked about standards. He's talked about winning. You're not just going to fill the net during the playoffs and outscore teams. You have to play on the other side of the puck. You have to have that business type attitude or nothing's going to bother me no matter how you're going to check me kind of mentality. So that's a straight quote from Torts. What do you guys think about that? Don't think he'll be coaching. I don't think he'll be coaching the Oilers anytime soon, but uh, (laughs) yeah, I guess I get what he's saying. Like you're not going to be scoring like end to end breakaway goals, schooling only model. Like every night I I get what he's saying. You're going to have to play Vegas. Who's going to be just a pain in the balls to play against defensively, offensively possession wise. But I think, I think I don't know the context of this. Did someone ask towards a question and he just kind of had to respond and make probably something? this is probably just a content filler. I wouldn't read into it that much. Yeah. Um, and now for the greatest transition in sports media, Connor McDavid has become the sixth fastest player in NHL history to score 600 points. Mac, did you have a comment on towards? Uh, not really. I mean, I was just going to say, I, I do kind of understand what he's saying. And I mean, that's definitely why the Oilers didn't do well last year in the playoffs. Cause I mean, he was, the only one scoring nobody was playing defense including him and yeah Yeah. i understand what torts is saying he's saying that as a team you can't just boat race people like you can't expect to outscore teams 10 to 1 in the playoffs and win the stanley cup you might win like a series that way but you're not right four of them you're not going to win four of them now of course because this gets printed and written down it's now going to be turned into torts criticizes mcdavid says he has to he specifically has to change his game to win the stanley cup no it's the whole team that has to do that so right um as I said, McDavid is the sixth fastest player in NHL history to score 600 points. Uh, he did that behind Gretzky Lemieux, Peter Snasty, Mike Bossy, Yari Curry, and then himself, who did it in 421 games. That's pretty damn impressive. Yeah. Um, to put it in perspective, I think they said Crosby did it in 430, and then Lindros did it in 426 or something like that. So, yep pretty damn good company to be in and was only two games away from getting to Curry. So yeah. that's, that's pretty nuts when you think about it, especially in the modern era. Yeah. When you think about the, especially with Gretzky and Curry, I mean, the numbers that they were putting up, yes, they scored a lot more back then, but they also like, they just put up absurd numbers, those two on that Oilers team. So yeah, uh, yeah that's definitely nothing to sneeze at three stars of the week. Uh, Troy Terry. Three goals, three assists, continues his point streak. Uh, I think that's fantastic. Charlie McAvoy, two goals, five assists for seven points. He looks solid. And then Ovi, first star of the week, two goals, six assists, eight points. That's great. What do you guys think about those? I think it's great, but I think uh, one guy I want to talk about who seems like he's the underdog star of the year so far is Evgeny Kuznetsov. You two are the Caps fans. I know people wanted his head chopped off in the off season, but he is fifth in the league in scoring right now. What are your thoughts? I was going to say actually earlier this episode, I had that thought of just like how badly I wanted this guy traded last year. And I'm honestly glad that we waited him out a little bit because he's been possibly our best player besides Ovi this year. Um, he looks like he's in, you know, normal koozie form and I'm happy to see that. 
Yeah, it's been a, a nice breath of fresh air. I just, you know, this is exactly what would the Caps need to see from him, especially with Backstrom hurt and Oshie hurt and Mantha hurt. This is what he needs to do. He needs to be stepping up, scoring goals like he did last night, making awesome breakout passes like he did last night. He sent in Wilson on that beautiful breakout pass. Um, so, yeah, I just hope that this kind of stuff continues and and love the season that he's having so far. Hands down, I think he's been, or I think he's been one of the best players in the last two weeks for sure. Also, back to the three stars of the week, Troy Terry, definitely worth talking about. I know we talked a little bit about him with Anaheim, and if you've been following us online, you've seen that Harry's been big on him with uh, his to score a point, um, which was, what, only minus 120 last night to get one point? Insane. Insane value. Yeah, that's great. And he gets multiple point games a lot, and Mm -hmm. I know that those odds are fat. Last night it was like plus 260 for him to get two points. Mm -hmm. Right. Charlie McAvoy, much as I hate to say it, he's been good as well. Not going to have seven points in uh, one week and turn out to have a pretty good season. So uh, Ovechkin, we've been we've been jerking him off the whole fucking podcast already, basically. But he's, you know, God tier. Like Harry said, he's on another planet right now. So. He needs to be tested for something. I don't know. What the <laughs> All you're going like- to find is Dr. Pepper and Alfredo sauce in there, baby. <laughs> it's like some like Russian elk and like meat that he's got. That's got like DNA of like animals in it or some shit. I don't know. Probably. Harry, do you, Harry, serious question. Do you want him to break Gretzky's record? Like, are you rooting for that? Or are you actively not rooting for it? Or are you just not give a shit or what? I, I don't really care. I don't, I'm actually, so if you would have asked, I'm just being perfectly honest. If you would have yeah. asked, let's say, 14 to 17 year old Harrison, like that question, I would have said, absolutely not. Like I can't. Yeah. As I've gotten older and I feel like, and that's sad to say, but I feel like the rivalry between the two has kind of softened a little bit over the past, maybe two seasons, maybe COVID has something to do with that. I don't know. Um, It would be cool to say that I was alive for that. And I also think it would be awesome for hockey. Probably be, I I shouldn't say probably be really awesome for us. um, You know, as, Guys who are local, a lot of Caps fans listen, gives us storylines. But yeah, I'd say, I guess you could say, um, I wouldn't say I'm rooting for it, but it would be really cool to see and I'm not going to root against it. I think that would be the biggest record out of the major four sports to fall in like the last 10, 15, 20 years. Easily. Yes, I would say, I would say it's right there with, Brady and like and seven the touchdown record. That's fair. That's okay. fair. well, seven. Su- yeah, touchdown. No, I was gonna like, say Super Bowls too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's right there. It's it's pretty fucking impressive if you That's consider true. the the era we're in and the goalies and the defensemen and coaching. It's just it's crazy what he's doing. Yeah. Really if you want to watch a, a good breakdown video of that, go check out the hockey guy on YouTube. Watch his video. He just put one out. I think either yesterday or this morning, breaking down. Um, you know, Ovi's pursuit of Gretzky's record. And he's got some pretty serious numbers in there that I think are worth looking at. While we're, uh, while we're talking about Ovi, one more cool thing that I can add today, you guys might've seen this on Twitter, but uh, yesterday uh, marked the 20 year anniversary of a 16 year old Oveshkin playing his first pro game with um, Dynamo. So there was a cool picture of him in the Moscow Dynamo uniform as a 16 year old uh in 2001 playing, playing against first. men yeah crazy so, yeah pretty dope. 
Uh, let's go ahead and move on to some miscellaneous stuff. But before we do, we just want to remind everyone that summer may be over, but there's still never been a better time to get out on the water. Are you looking to finance that new boat or yacht you've always dreamed of? Well, you're in luck because the yacht lender is going to Mexico. I mean, is a specialist in marine <laughs> finance. With partnerships with 15 different banks, he is the right lender for whatever vessel you may be in the market for. Backed by Trident Funding with over 25 years as an industry leader, the Yacht Lender has the expertise and know how to finance the boat of your dreams. Don't wait. Apply today at www.yachtlender.com or check him out on Instagram at Yacht Lender to see others who have already gotten out on the water. That's a little shout out to our buddy Yacht Lender, who's going to be taking a trip here soon. So just want to wish him the best of luck down Mexico way. Definitely going to be uh, me and the best of luck. I'll be supervising. His birthday is uh, while we're down there. So that should be fun. Uh-oh. Uh, that's not good. The day after that's the Ravens be a nightmare. Play. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's going to be bad. Don't get him a boat. I feel like, you know, like you feel like mm. he's been working with boats all day. It's like if I come home, the last thing I want to see is another one. You know, he's probably good. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know if a boat's in the cards after the NASCAR race credit card bill, but we're definitely <laughs> we're definitely racing for it. So I'll keep you guys updated. Yeah, um, please do uh, with the stuff that you can say on the air. Uh, We have some injury signings and trades to get to. Braden Coburn retired. Uh, He was selected by the Thrashers in the first round, eighth overall of the 03 draft. What a draft that was, by the way. Uh, Coburn scored 234 points, 49 goals, and 185 assists in 983 regular season games with the Thrashers, Flyers, Lightning, Senators, and Islanders. So hats off, great career, absolute prick to play against. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was always pretty good player, and also what he's only well, I guess he's what like probably like thirty five, thirty six now or something like that. Yeah, I guess that's not too early. Fair enough. Threw him with uh, Willie in Game Seven of Caps Lightning uh, during the Cup run, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I do remember yep. that. True. Uh, as I mentioned a bit earlier, Vancouver Canucks defenseman Tucker Pullman has been suspended for two games for swinging his stick at the head of Colorado Avalanche forward Kiefer Sherwood on Thursday night. Uh, referees ejected Pullman, Pullman immediately and handed him a 10 minute match penalty. Uh, Sherwood managed to stay in the game. If you want to go see the video, go look it up. I could try and describe it on here, but that would just be bad radio. Uh, Nathan McKinnon is going to be out for three weeks with a lower body injury. Uh, the senators, Eric Brandstrom is going to be out for six to eight weeks with a broken hand. That's not great. Uh, I think the only silver lining there is that their next three games have been canceled and that's three less games. They have to play with Eric Brandstrom, not in the lineup. Uh, and the Washington Capitals, this is a big one. They re-signed forward Nick Dowd to a three-year deal carrying an AAV of $1.3 million. So hats off to Dowder. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, I love that one. I know he hasn't been super effective this year so far, but he's been battling some injuries. And, you know, I think for the price of $1.3 for the next three years, I love that signing. He's going to be a great fourth-line center for us for the next three years. I fully expect that. For the price of my sanity when it comes to the face-off dot, that's worth it. Uh, So let's go ahead and hop into some gambling stuff for this episode. But before we do, I think Mac wants to tell everyone a little bit about Sharp Rank. Yeah, I just want to remind you guys that this season, all of our picks are powered by Sharp Rank. Sharp Rank created the first ever cross-sport rating system, ranking betters from any sport on one leaderboard that anyone can dominate, even you. SharpRank is is backed by some of the biggest names in sports gambling world, such as BetMGM, Betway, and Sports Illustrated. Download the free app for Android and iPhone today. And now, some gambling. 
One quick note um, off that ad read. We know that so those of you who have downloaded Sharp Rank so far, hockey and NA, well, NHL has not been available on the platform yet. That is going to change in the very near future, we're being told. So once that happens, we're going to stop tweeting all of our picks and be using that app. We'll still tweet it out, but it'll probably be screenshots from the app if I had to guess. We'll still give our analysis on Twitter and all of that, but just wanted to keep you guys updated. NHL betting is going to be coming to Sharp Rink very soon. NFL is already on there, so if you're uh, into that, go check it out. Uh, they keep all the records of the Sharps on there, so helps you make some choices. <clears throat> all right. So, and if you guys have anything to add, please feel free. Uh, we already talked about Vancouver and how bad they've been so far. And the worst just keeps getting worse. They are two and seven in their last nine games. They are one and six this season against teams with a winning record. And they've been outscored 19 to six in their last three contests. So Jesus Christ, a, I didn't know a, it was that bad. Holy it's a God. minus 14 goal differential too for that team. Math guy. Good stuff. Um, actually, isn't it 13? 19 minus six. Their collective total as a whole for the, oh, the season. Gotcha. Okay. I just wasn't going to let you get away with that one if you're <laughs> doing that one wrong. Also worth noting while we're talking about how shitty they are, their next game is against the Colorado Avalanche on Wednesday. So I kind of highly doubt that it's going to get better soon. Yeah. Yeah, I doubt it too. Um, so they just had two games over the weekend. They played Vegas on Saturday night, and then they played Anaheim yesterday, which we made some bank off of. That was a nice win. Uh, my point in that is that their backup, Halak, has not looked as good as he has in years prior. Demko's doing everything he can, but he can only do so much. And that 1-6 record against teams with a winning record is definitely something to keep an eye on. So I would uh, be betting against the Canucks right now as the – What's the word I'm looking for? I guess they're my target. You know, go for anybody who's playing against them with how bad they're they your right version now. of the Jets. Yeah. Honestly, the Colorado puck line is probably going to be like even or maybe even like minus 120 on Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe with McKinnon out, it helps the value. I have no idea. You're probably still right. But that contest on Wednesday is definitely one to keep an eye on. So betting against Vancouver is something we like right now. And uh, like I just said, we'd. We hammered Anaheim last night on puck line, money line, Troy Terry bet all three hits. So that was nice. Uh, Calgary. Let's talk a little bit about them. So a couple episodes ago, we had talked about Jacob Markstrom on his uh, shutout streak. Well, Calgary is the first team since the 2008 and 2009 Canucks, ironically, to have five shutouts in their first 15 games of the season. Jacob Markstrom already has four on the year so far. So I say this. Shutouts usually mean unders. It's rare that you're going to have a team put up six, right? I mean, six nothing is not a common score. It could be. Six one is. Shut up. Um, puck lines are the other thing I was going to go with. You know, if you're shutting a team out, most games aren't going one nothing. You're probably going to put up multi-game, multi-goal games. So Calgary puck line and Calgary unders are something to keep an eye on here. Yeah, I like that a lot. I mean, they – they're outscoring team. They're scoring 16 more goals right now than any other team that they're playing against. So their goal yeah. differentials at a plus 16. This is a team that can put the puck in the back of the net and then stop you from doing that. I think that's a great call. Good. Thank you. Uh, our next bet, Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, So yes, he's leading the league in points by a lot and he is on absolute fire right now, but this stat is as of two days ago, I know they played, 
did they play last night? They won it in it was like a five four game and they played St. Louis. Can you check if Leon had three points in that game? He had chance? a goal. He had an, an assist. assist. Yeah, he had a goal. Uh, a goal and two assists. So he had wow. three points. Yep, he did. So, so he now has at least with three? that second assist coming with thirty seconds left in regulation on a game winning goal. Okay, so forget the one point five that's out the window here, folks. We're going two point five. Now we're talking real money. Oh Leon Drysidel, with that stat that Mac just told us, has at least three points or more in eight of his thirteen games so far this season. That is fucking wow. insane. Wow. I'm no mathematician. Someone can get that percentage, but that's probably around 60% of the games he plays in. He's getting at least three points. Just about. That is nuts. So with that, I give you the Leon 2.5 bet. We have Connor at one and a half. I think it's time we graduate Leon to the two and a half uh, status. So yeah, I mean, at at 60%, I know it sounds crazy, but especially if they're at home. I feel like that's the kicker for me. It's it going to be plus. It's going to be plus value every time, no matter how much he keeps doing it. It's going to be plus value every time. You should get two and a half, somewhere in the plus two hundred to. Right. You would range. think so. Yeah, I would hope so. Right? There's no way that's dropping under plus two hundred. I would it can't be. be. Yeah. No, because one and a half is usually around minus one twenty ish. Because the thing like is, that. no matter how many times you you score three points in one game, it doesn't get e- any easier to do it again. Like it it it's still an incredible feat every time he does it. So right. I don't think it's dropping under plus two hundred. But we'll so see. Leon over two and a half is hitting sixty percent of the times so far this season. Take that to the bank. Uh, and then McDavid over one and a half. We're still rolling with it. We're Duh. you can't not. Yeah, yeah, that's that's our trademark. That's our claim to fame. If anybody listens to this podcast at all, hopefully they take away from this McDavid one and a half on the air because that's been the easiest thing to do so far. Uh, Islanders in Tampa Bay. So let's talk about this. This unfortunately, this won't. This episode won't publish uh, until what Tuesday the sixteenth, probably maybe Wednesday. I don't know. Um, but today on the fifteenth, I tweeted it out. The Islanders in Tampa. I've been talking about Tampa one first period unders all season long. Now the Islanders are on that trend. They are 30th and 31st in the league in goals scored in the first period. So taking those two teams who are good teams, usually I'd say Vegas favors the over in the first period because, well, maybe not the Islanders, but definitely Tampa because they're known to be high scoring historically. First period unders for these two guys is a, a great bet right now, especially given the stat I just gave out 30th and 31st in the league and first period goals scored. They do play tonight. I will be taking that. I think the odds are in our favor. Minus 120, I believe. So if Sorokin and Vassy are in net, that's really the key. I'm interested to see how that <clears throat> stat changes or doesn't change when the Islanders start playing at home. Right. And for those of you who don't know, the Islanders start the season on a 13-game road trip. They're still Mm -hmm. on the road. (laughs) They are. I was looking at that. Today is their second to last. They're almost done. So they play their 12th and 13th straight road games today and tomorrow, I believe, or maybe the day after tomorrow. But they have a Florida road trip, basically. So they're playing Tampa and then the Cats, and then they finally get to come home. I believe their first home game is Saturday. So that could be an interesting one to bet on as well. Yeah, definitely keep an eye on that. I can't remember who I saw on Instagram today, but one of the Islanders fans that we follow had the date circled on his calendar and 
I thought that was pretty funny. I mean, I would have to think it's going to be a crazy homecoming, and they're they're going to so, want to win that game in their own barn. Whether they will or not, we'll see. But It's in the new arena, too. Am I wrong on that? Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. That, First that's game the, the whole point arena. of the delay was to get the, the new one finished up, which, by the way, if you guys haven't seen, I've seen some pictures. It looks incredible. You know what I did see a picture of was that orange and blue buffalo chicken sandwich. They color dyed the bread. What are your thoughts on that? It's like it's literally like orange and blue striped. Kind of looks gross, but it's can just you find dye? a picture what of this real quick? Yeah, I need to see that. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. Check, it's, uh, wait, so the bun is like it's like blue? someone spray painted it blue. Hang like, on. I'll like in the pretty it. patties episode of SpongeBob when he makes like all the Krabby Patties different colors. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. I'm I'll, I'll find it. In the meantime, uh do you guys want to read off the next stat? Yeah, Troy Terry to get a point, usually around minus 120. It's been easy money with him as of late. Uh, yeah, you might miss one or two games here or there. But as I mentioned, if you want to double down on him, he's great at multi-point games too. And his value to get two points is incredible. Talking about Terry, sorry, I was looking yeah. at this. Okay, um, now well, let's see this buffalo chicken sandwich. Bad radio, blue. but yeah. What the hell is what that? What the fuck? <laughs> Okay, that is. That I mean, is, it, it's just food coloring, but like it just like mold like is it. blue. Mold yeah, is blue. I don't it looks like moldy. that. Yeah, yeah on blue is not a good color on bread. I, on um, food at all, it's yeah. really not. Yeah, in general, I'd say I'd probably stay clear of that. But uh, moving on, I guess yeah. if you use some ranch, maybe it, I don't know. I'm not even going to speculate. Um, did we talk about first period overs with the Caps, Flames, and Oilers? No. Okay. So the Caps, Flames, and Oilers right now are all tied for first place in the NHL in first period goals scored. They all have 17 on the season so far. We know Edmonton is just an offensive powerhouse right now. They're averaging over four goals per game. There's nothing you can do about that. Calgary and Washington, two of the hottest teams in the league, and clearly in the first period. So I would keep an eye on first period overs for these guys. I think I just like uh, Oilers overs in general. Like they're that team that'll They'll score six, but they'll let in four. Or they'll right. score five, but they'll let in three. Right. Yeah. I mean, their their power play is, I think, at 41% right now, which is absolutely yeah. insane. So uh, they're definitely putting up numbers for sure. The overs are a great, great bet. Uh, Nick already touched on Troy Terry. That's probably the best value prop bet you can get in the NHL right now, I would say. It's kind of a crime that Vegas has it at minus 120 for one. I can't believe that. Now that I said that, they'll probably change it. Um, Seattle, they stink. I've lost a lot of money on them this year in one game, which sucked, but they do suck. Uh, they've lost four straight. They're second in the league behind Arizona in penalty minutes this year. They're playing shorthanded a lot. You know, they already don't have a superstar as is. You get the depth guys playing a ton of minutes on the PK, and then you get your stars who aren't that talented to begin with. Maybe betting against Seattle is the way to go right now. Um, I'm also hearing already that their captain Giordano might want out by the trade deadline. So, ooh, could be interesting. I think someone will throw money at that. Yeah, I can think of a team who needs some defense. Um, and then speaking of team who needs defense, spoiler alert: Pittsburgh. Uh, if Casey DeSmith is in net, hammer the other team because he stinks. So that's all I got. Yeah, uh, good stuff in there. Uh, one last thing I'll say is keep an eye on uh, Tyler Bertuzzi to get three shots on goal. That one's still good. It's not as consistent uh, as it was at the start of the year, but if it's against a team that sucks, and let's be real, anytime that guy's on the puck, he's shooting, uh, it's still a good bang for your buck. Absolutely. 
Uh, standings update and some team trends. So just if the playoffs started today, this is what it would look like. From the Central, you have one through three, Minnesota, Winnipeg, and Nashville. From the Pacific, you have Edmonton, Anaheim, and Calgary. And then the two wildcard teams from the West would be St. Louis and Vegas. From the East and the Atlantic, you got Florida, Toronto, and Detroit. From the Metro, you would get Carolina, Washington, and the Rangers. And then you would get Tampa Bay and New Jersey as your wild cards. A little bit surprising here, I think, especially when you look at the West, but even the East, there's some surprises there. I mean, Detroit would get in if the playoffs started today. I know this is so early, but still, I think I it's worth talking say, about. Yeah, it, I I don't expect Anaheim to be a playoff team, but could be wrong with how hot they are right now and how good Terry is. I don't expect uh, New Jersey or Detroit to be a playoff team. I don't think New Jersey will at all. I do think there's a slight chance in hell that Detroit could actually like keep this this hot streak up and somehow squeeze into the playoffs. Slight chance. But the big thing to look at in the East there, Harry said it the other day, is that the Penguins and the Islanders are off to a very slow start, yes, but knowing both of those teams is not going to stay that way the whole season. They're going to make a push at some point when the Penguins get all their guys back, when the Islanders figure out what the hell's going on. Those two teams are going to be good teams. They probably, the Islanders, I would say almost for sure, are going to be a playoff team. Penguins, probably, maybe, we'll see. But I don't know. I don't expect either of these sides to finish the way they look right now, but it's definitely interesting to look at. So, two thoughts. Um, one, what are the Flyers going to do? That's the wild card team. And I mean, wild card, not literally, but like figuratively, like what are the Philadelphia Flyers? I don't know if this was mentioned in the injuries report, but Ryan Ellis is out, but they do get Kevin Hayes back. Um, I don't know what the Flyers are. Like I can't figure them out. So they could be a spoiler team who ruins someone's season. They could also be, you know, the first seed in the Metro by the end of the season. I have no idea what to think. And Colorado not being in that Western picture right now, you got to think that's going to change eventually. I know it's been a wild start with injuries, COVID, now injuries again. It's It's been tough. Um, I don't know. That's the two big thoughts that I have right now. Yeah. I mean, Vegas as that second wild card spot is surprising. I know they've had a ton of injuries to deal with. Uh, Jersey getting in, that's one that sticks out to me. Uh, I know, Mac, you touched on Detroit. I, I agree. I give them a very, very slim chance in hell, but I, I see that one as a little bit more feasible than the Ducks. Uh, Calgary right now, I think you're going, yeah, you deserve that third spot in the Pacific right now, maybe even the second spot. So I don't know if Edmonton will stay up there. I think we might see them slow down at some point. I think we might see Toronto slow down at some point. I fully expect the the Islanders and the Penguins to make big recoveries here and make up some ground. The one thing I would say is I, I would flip flop max take as my take. I'm a little more confident in New Jersey to keep pace and maybe push the pace than Detroit. Um, just, I think that they have a, a little more of a young team, not as young as Detroit. And once they get Jack Hughes back, I could see that being a huge factor for them. They look good. I mean, they really do. Jesper Brad has slept on so much. And yeah, so is Sharon Govich. They've got so many like players that are just so How talented. Is having a great year so far yeah. too. And mm-hmm. he sure's back now too. Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't realize that. Also, I will say, I think it's the consensus that the most shocking quote unquote playoff teams right now would be Anaheim, New Jersey, and Detroit. But out of those three, I actually think Anaheim is the, is truly the best team of those three. And that's just because they got John Gibson. He's actually yeah. a very, very good goalie. And so, a I mean, somewhat decent back end too. 
Yeah, they could they could actually be like a wild card team. It's possible that we we have underestimated the Ducks, but also I just feel like they're like a fake hockey team. I've been to a Ducks game. I was actually talking about this with my sister today because she's going to the Kings game in LA this week. But um, I I went to an Anaheim game one time, and my sister said it best. It felt like all the fans had been paid to be there. Like it was such a strange, <laughs> interesting. Atmosphere. Everybody there seemed so like uninterested in like what was happening. Granted, they were dog shit, like worse than they are right now. It was like two years ago, so who knows? But this bunch of open sound... seats last night. Yeah, and this is gonna sound dumb. I feel like they're one of those fan bases when where they're good, it's like, oh my god, this is sick. And when they're not, it's like, who cares? Kind of like yeah. Carolina a little bit. Um, and that's common. I mean, I know that's an obvious statement. The one last thing I want to say, and I and I mean it this time, last thing I'll say. Wow, was I wrong about Minnesota? Holy shit. <laughs> they look great. And I said in our season previews that I was not a big fan of Ryan Hartman as that second line center. And he's leading the team in scoring with seven goals and four assists so far. So Damn. that one went right up my ass. But other than that, I'm doing fine. I think the NHL, like, I think it would be really good for the NHL if they went on like a deep playoff run. I do too. And just Minnesota in general. I mean, the Vikings fucking suck and it's the whole stupid skull shit it's the dumbest thing i've ever seen but i'll leave that for another time mac i don't know much about baseball but i don't think the twins have been all that good recently they made a push like two years ago if i'm not mistaken but since then they really haven't had much going on and the timberwolves suck so yeah i think i don't know i haven't heard their, i haven't heard anything so i'm just gonna assume for okay rant time ESPN coverage of hockey sucks. I'm sorry. I said it wasn't bad last week. It sucks. There's too much going on at ESPN for them to be covering hockey. They give it no time whatsoever. And the fact that I'm saying that for the 30 minutes a day I watch SportsCenter, I haven't heard about the Timberwolves, that should tell you something. You never hear about hockey, so nobody knows anything. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It sucks. Yeah. Uh, That's all I have for gambling. If that's all you guys have, I think – I'm all set. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, we just want to remind everyone to go check out the fall merch. Uh, I know that, you know, you're probably being dragged to like go apple picking or to like go sit outside at a vineyard somewhere and take pictures um, while your significant other wears like a hat and boots and flannel and, you know, all that stuff. So you could really, you know, make that experience a lot more enjoyable by wearing some fall com- like comfort colors, empty betters type gear. It'll keep you warm. You'll be looking great. So that way, when she posts those pictures, everyone goes, oh, shit, I don't care about the hat and the boots. Where did you get that hoodie? Where did you get that crew neck? Go check it out. Go buy it. Not only will it make your life better, it'll make your fall activities better. So go check it out. Couldn't agree more, and I'm going to nerd out a little bit here, but one of the biggest complaints that I hear people have with hoodies is that stupid elastic band at the bottom, right? What I've noticed with our hoodies and our Adidas Cruise, that elastic band, no matter how many times you stick that thing in the dryer, it's not going to get stick to your stomach and start squeezing you. It fits nice. It's not going to like tighten up. If that sells you on it, then I did my job. So whatever. Sold. Yeah. Um, and then once again, the giveaway, uh-huh. just check out the Instagram page for that. Uh, we mentioned the, some of the rules and some of the rewards earlier. So go look at our Instagram to enter the giveaway. And other than that, any final notes, fellas? Nope. Nope. All good. All right, everybody. Well, we appreciate the support and, uh, without further ado, class dismissed. <laughs>